0: From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarin.
1: Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium, good friends. And for those of you south of the uh, 49th experiencing some unseasonably cold weather these days, I, I apologize on behalf of all Canadians for the polar vortex. That's a Canadian for you, right? Apologizing for everything, including the weather. I don't know why we do that, but that's just the way we are. Before we unfurl the flag tonight, uh, just a couple of programming notes. I'll be away for the next two weeks stomping around the American Northwest, not really at liberty to tell you what I'm doing there. Uh, and we'll, uh, that'll all be revealed in good time, my friends. Uh, so next week, my good friend, Patrick White the founder of Conspiracy Culture, a pretty fine bookstore in Toronto. Patrick White will be in this chair delivering the goods, and as I say, Patrick is a purveyor of fine books and DVDs at uh, the very popular bookstore Conspiracy Culture. He's a very thoughtful, uh, passionate, knowledgeable, engaging young man, so you are in very good hands. Uh, He'll be joined uh, by Joseph Farrell. To talk about one of my favorite topics, I'm kind of sorry I'm missing this one. It's all about the transhumanist movement. People like uh, Ray Kurzweil and and, and some billionaire media magnate from Russia are teaming up, hoping to achieve something, well, nothing less than immortality, really, by the year 2045. That's the goal. Immortality by 2045. Uh, The following week... Victor Vigiani will be guest hosting. Victor, of course, no stranger to the program, longtime UFO disclosure advocate, the executive director of Zealand News Network, and he'll be here with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, among other guests. Just a reminder that the website is back up, RichardSerrett.com. Don't forget to register and subscribe to a new weekly newsletter, as yet unnamed, that I'll be rolling out, and I've set a goal of 500 subscribers before I start uh, uh, publication. So get on and register. Again, richardserrett.com. You'll also notice on the homepage beneath the This Week on the Show section is a featured book or DVD of the week. And this week's book happens to provide the framework for the next hour's conversation. The book is called Hunting Hitler, New Scientific Evidence That Hitler Escaped Nazi Germany. Wow, talk about challenging conventional wisdom. In 2009... Three U.S. professors with access to Adolf Hitler's alleged remains startled the world with scientific DNA proof that the skull and bones that Russia had claimed since the end of World War II were Hitler's actually belonged to a middle-aged woman whose identity remains unknown. This announcement has rekindled interest in the claim made by Joseph Stalin, who maintained at the end of his life that Hitler got away. And the truth is that no one saw Hitler and Eva Braun die in the bunker in Berlin on April 30, 1945. No photographs were taken to document claims. Hitler and Eva Braun committed suicide. Hitler's body was never recovered. No definitive physical evidence exists proving Hitler died in the bunker in Berlin. And the author of Hunting Hitler joins me now on The Conspiracy Show. Dr. Jerome Corsi explores the historical possibility Hitler escaped Nazi Germany at the end of World War II. Jerome, welcome once again to The Conspiracy Show, my friend. How are you?
0: I'm good, Richard. Good to be back with you. Thank you.
1: And uh, congratulations. You know, uh, I, I, I know that what I'm about to ask may sound, uh, I don't know, bizarre, but uh, you know, I, I genuinely believe there are people out there who think this way, and so I have to ask the question. Some people out there are thinking, this happened almost 70 years ago. Why do we care? Why are we writing about it?
0: Well, the the key issue is that this is, um, um, I got interested because this is how intelligence agencies create disinformation. And it's a classic case of um, a cover-up by the U.S. government that um, the deep secrets on Hitler's death that, the uh, U.S. intelligence agencies knew the American people couldn't handle, so they, you know, determined to commit a huge crime. Uh, the intelligence agencies decided to lie, and disinformation was created. And Dis- disinformation was that Hitler and Eva Braun killed themselves in the this dual suicide in the uh, Fuhrer bunker in Berlin at the end of World War II. That's all a lie. So it's not a old story. It's, you know, basically um, when you uncover what the lie is, you're going to uncover how much of the, you know, Nazis became what was the World War II aftermath, the Cold War, and the emergence from World War II, which was engineered by U.S. intelligence um, to produce who we are today.
1: And uh, explain why the U.S. intelligence agencies, and I guess at the time it would have been the, the OSS and then later uh, the CIA, why would they have gone along with this charade?
0: Because we helped Hitler escape. That's the that's the dirty secret at the heart of this. Hitler escaped because Alan Dulles, uh, who headed the OSS in Bern, Switzerland, engineered it but I'd like to get there with people having enough time to absorb how this is credible uh because that's the deep secret we're going to reveal tonight.
1: Yes, I mean this is <laughs> this is the uh the bombshell that that you drop in the book. So uh let's get into that indeed. Let me just remind listeners Jerome Corsi is uh my guest and uh, the author of Hunting Hitler: New Scientific Evidence that Hitler Escaped Nazi Germany. Now, uh, Jerome uh let's let's just back up before we get into i guess the uh the reasons why uh if i could just talk a little bit about uh, you know the remains uh that the the soviet union uh, you know had for for so many years and and, and believed or, or let, helped you know lead lead the world to believe that 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 hitler had committed suicide and as you say stalin contended to the end of his days that it was not uh, hitler uh, did did president truman not also State publicly on, on more than one occasion, he didn't believe Hitler had died.
0: Well, not so much Truman. I think Eisenhower at least one time. I sh- I said it in the book, Eisenhower uh, at the end of World War II gave a statement to um, a Dutch newsman. It was printed in Stars and Stripes, which was the uh, army newspaper at the time. That um, he had reason to believe that Hitler was still alive it was a pretty startling statement for 1945. And it was really uh, Jimmy Burns, who was the Secretary of State for Truman at the Potsdam conference, that Stalin told, uh, he believed, Stalin believed that Hitler had survived, despite Russia producing all this evidence that Hitler committed suicide. And um, Stalin told Jimmy Burns that he thought the United States helped Hitler escape. That was the, um, Stalin was aware of what happened. And so, you know, the... U.S. government was fully aware that Hitler escaped from the very time it happened. But, I, you know, I, I think the key, the story begins, really, I started it in, in 2009. There was a History Channel special on Hitler's escape, and it showed this uh, Dr. Nicholas Bellatoni, who was the uh, state archaeologist in Connecticut, and he uh, was given one hour to look at the Hitler skull fragments in uh, Moscow, he um, got access to the Russian Federation State Archive collection and building where they had the Hitler skull, the skull that Russia had kept since the end of World War II, is proof that Hitler died at the end of World War II. And fellows when took samples from the skull, you can see it in the, um, in the video, he brought them back to the Connecticut Center for Applied Genetics and Technology at you know in, in Connecticut, A molecular biologist who ran the center ran DNA testing, and the skull, the Hitler skull, that Russia had since the end of World War II was found to be the skull of a 40-year-old woman. Uh, Clearly not Hitler. Uh, Not Eva Braun, because Eva Braun was 33 years old, and the Russian autopsy supposedly showed that this Eva Braun corpse had died from cyanide poisoning, but the skull that was the Hitler skull clearly had bullet holes in it, but it was a 40-year-old woman, so so clearly, the Russians picked up some skull uh, outside the Hitler, you know, bunker in Berlin before the Russians or after the Russians took over the the bunker in April 1945 and brought this skull back to Russia and said this is Hitler, but it's all fraudulent evidence, and that's pretty shocking.
1: I'll say, but one has to ask: and you know, why did it take to 2009 for them to conduct? you know, a pretty straightforward test on a skull to make that determination, Jerry.
0: Well, because the the Russians had never allowed the skull to be really examined. Uh, increasingly, over time, the Russians have let more and more information out of the archives. They've, you know, um, allowed books to be published in Great Britain on the autopsies of Hitler and Eva Braun, which have raised dramatic questions, as I examine, in, in the book Hitler, Hunting Hitler. But the point was that finally by 2009 when a scientist got access to the Hitler skull, did DNA testing, it was clear that this was a fraudulent deal. The, the Russians had no definitive proof, no physical evidence that Hitler died. But yet the skull had been presented fraudulently to the world as if it were proof. And that was pretty shocking because, it, you know, I began saying, okay, as I watched that documentary and studied it, Said, uh, okay, if Hitler did not die, there's no definitive proof that Hitler died in the Fuhrer bunker. Then what happened? What are the lies? What happened to Hitler? How did he escape? And that's what really began my investigations.
1: Uh, the other question that comes immediately to mind, uh, Jerry, is, you know, think of it, this information that 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 Stalin he suspected it, but uh, w- the height of the Cold War. If he, if he knew this, that's pretty damning evidence to, to embarrass and undermine the United States. Why didn't, why didn't Stalin uh, pursue that further?
0: Stalin was in a real bind. I mean, first of all, at the end of World War II, you're, you're dealing with Adolf Hitler, who is the you know, one of the greatest mass murderers, criminals in history. Um, started World War II, 60 million people minimum. Died as a result of Hitler's starting World War II, the Holocaust, the attempt to do genocidal murder on Jews in Europe. And if if um, Stalin had to admit that Hitler got away, it would be a huge embarrassment to, and difficulty for the Russian regime when you know tens of millions of Russians were killed by the Nazis. Nobody wanted to admit Hitler got away. Everybody wanted Hitler to come to some kind of justice, and if he had. If Hitler had committed suicide in the bunker, he was dead. That was acceptable as justice. If Hitler had been allowed to get away, um, the peoples of Russia and peoples of the world would not have accepted that.
1: All right. Uh, we'll uh, take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll find out why U.S. intelligence agents in Europe, including the OSS, and Alan Dulles, who later, who later headed the CIA under President Eisenhower, helped Hitler escape as they did with so many other Nazis. Jerome Corsi, my guest, the author of Hunting Hitler, new scientific evidence that Hitler escaped Nazi Germany. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us.
0: The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Seren.
1: Welcome back. Uh, For years, the, the idea that Hitler escaped Nazi Germany... Uh, and uh, lived out his life, according to various accounts, places like Spain or perhaps uh, South America. I mean, that was that was the fodder for for, uh, you know, the grocery store tabloids like the weekly world news. Uh, But now it now seems as if we're getting irrefutable proof that at least Hitler did not commit suicide and that the Soviets did not have possession of his remains based on a testing by a Connecticut state archaeologist who was allowed by the Russian Federation State Archive in Moscow to examine skull fragments the Russians have claimed for decades are proof Hitler committed suicide. And now we're finding out that's not Hitler's. Those are not Hitler's remains. So what happened to Hitler and Eva Braun? This is the subject of Jerome Corsi's new book, Hunting Hitler, New Scientific Evidence that Hitler Escaped Nazi Germany. And of course... Uh, Jerome Corsi, uh, no stranger to this program, a Harvard PhD, a senior staff reporter with World Net Daily, and he's authored many books, including the number one New York Times bestsellers, "The Obama Nation," and "Unfit for Command," and "Who Really Killed Kennedy," and his latest book, as I say, "Hunting Hitler." All right, uh, so let's go back to the uh, the OSS, uh, the precursor to the CIA, and uh, why exactly they would have been a part of this. Well, you know the greatest hoaxes in in uh, in history, perhaps.
0: Well, Richard, the um, OSS was headed in Bern, Switzerland, by Alan Dulles during World War II. Alan Dulles, of course, was later the head of the CIA in 1953 under Eisenhower. His brother was John Foster Dulles, who was Secretary of State under Eisenhower. Um, John Foster Dulles is the person whom the Dulles Airport in Washington is named after. Well, the Dulleses, before World War II, working with uh, Brown Brothers Harriman, Averell Harriman's family Wall Street firm, and Cromwell and Sullivan, a New York law firm, uh, had helped Hitler, they funded Hitler, in the 1930s, rise to power. It's one of the um, dirty, dark secrets of American Wall Street politics, and their compatriots in doing this, by the way, were the uh, Bush family progenitors, Prescott Bush and George Herbert Walker, who were running along with the Dulleses a Nazi bank, Union Bank in, in New York until 1941. After World, after Pearl Harbor, when FDR closed down the bank, but that's where the um, Dulleses began. They were Hitler supporters from the beginning. Now. In 1943, when Dulles, Alan Dulles, was in Bern, Switzerland, heading the OSS, uh, Bormann, uh, uh, Martin Bormann, who was number two to Hitler, Hitler's secretary, and um, Himmler, also very close to Hitler, uh, realized that Germany may lose the war. So there was a plan concocted by Bormann called Aktion Adlerflug, which was Action Eagle Flight, and what uh, Bormann decided to do was to uh, take the, the Nazi loot, billions of dollars, ill gotten gain, uh, bullion stolen from uh, the countries that the Germans took, you know, conquered, uh, gold from the teeth of the Jews killed the concentration camps. And Alan Dulles, um, OSS had in Bern, Switzerland, worked with Bormann and invested the Nazi ill-gotten loot criminally obtained um, in the U.S. stock market uh, in in Argentina, other countries, uh, Portugal, Spain, Sweden, Turkey. Uh, Basically, uh, Bormann created some 980 front companies outside Germany, um, plus 770 in neutral countries, uh, including 98 in Argentina alone, many in the United States, where Bormann and the Nazis owned major portions of these companies to fund not only their escape, but also their um, rise to power uh, with a united Europe and u.s. corporations working with german corporations to fuel the post-war world war
1: and jerry if i could just interject for a moment and, and for those people out there who are uh, you know slapping their head and saying this can't be uh, you know need we remind them that prescott bush was charged uh under the trading with the enemy act that's correct and was and and and, and, and this part I, I, I have heard, and, and you can disavow me of this if it's not true, but I have heard that as part of that sentencing, uh, Prescott Bush was supposedly, he and his family were supposedly forbidden from holding public office, and yet we had Presidents 41 and 43. Is that true? Well,
0: and, yes, and also Prescott Bush ran for office. He was elected to Congress from Connecticut. So, I mean, the, it was all wink-wink because the um, before World War II, it was widely understood by the FDR government, the FDR administration, that we were the rise of Hitler. Wall Street funded Hitler. And as World War II was still in progress, 1943, we're just now invading North Africa with Operation Torch. I mean, there's a lot of war to occur. There's a lot of Americans going to lose their lives. Um, you have Borman with Alan Dulles setting up major money center bank accounts, working with National Citibank, which is now Citibank, Chase, which is now J.P. Morgan Chase, manufacturers Hanover in New York to establish bank accounts for the Nazis. Uh, you had German U-boats starting to arrive in Buenos Aires at the rate of six to eight a week in intervals all through um, 1943 and 1944, carrying gold bullion, art treasures that Um, You know, Hitler had stolen from the Jews and others in Europe um, over $50 billion uh, in the gold alone transferred by Bormann to Buenos Aires in, you know, 1943 dollars, which is an enormous amount of money today. Uh, Jewels, rare coinage, art treasures brought by the submarines to Argentina and the Nazis as part of the deal, uh, Dulles. The OSS agreed the Nazis would be allowed to escape, including Adolf Hitler.
1: And what was the thinking that if they could uh, resettle Hitler in <clears throat> in some place like South America, Buenos Aires or, or Brazil later, uh, that they could resurrect this Fourth Reich?
0: Well, you know, it's it's um, it's extremely interesting because you know, Richard, if you look at it, if um, you had offered Hitler that he could have control of the European Union with Germany, the German central bank controlling the euro, um, arrangements with the United States, with corporations in both countries and sister companies working together, transatlantic partnership, which we're putting into place under President Obama, uh, ignoring U.S. sovereignty to even closer-knit uh, a corporate state between Europe and, and the EU, uh, plus an NSA and a CIA that could listen much better than the Gestapo to every conversation, every email in America. Hitler would have signed up in a day. He said, this is my deal. So in a sense, you know, what we've become, the world that was created, uh, the Nazis never quit. They transition from an attempt to conquer Europe uh, by war to, a comp- to conquer Europe through the the seat that set in place the EU, just a trade agreement, but ultimately it compromises sovereignty of all the European countries, and they're now all together under a European Union run by bureaucrats out of you know uh, Brussels and, and Luxembourg, uh, with Germany controlling the EU central bank and the EU economy. So you know, I think the the whole plan, the whole you know. Deutschland über alles was never abandoned by the Nazis, despite the fact that they lost the military war. Those, And it wasn't that Dulles permitted a few Nazis to escape. We're talking about tens of thousands of Nazis.
1: Uh, many of them who, who escaped the hangman's noose at Nuremberg. Uh, ended Correct. up, uh, you know, running the rocket program and so forth in the United States. I, there was a great line from, um, um, I believe it was all the right stuff, uh, you know, which was a movie about the the space race. And uh, there's a conversation between some American astronauts, you know, debating, well, who's going to make it to the moon first, us or the or the the Ruskies. And the one astronaut says to the others, well, we're going to win because our Nazis are better than their Nazis.
0: Well, and, and in fact. If you you know take a hard look at Operation Paperclip, which Alan Dawes engineered and put into place, Operation Paperclip was designed to bring over thousands of Nazi scientists, engineers, technicians, and put them into US business, including Werner von Braun. And Werner von Braun, you know, was the head of the V two program, worked with the Gestapo, used Jewish slave labor to build the V two rocket. We wink, wink, forgot all about that, and Werner von Braun ends up a huge hero. And he's running John Kennedy's uh, plan to put a, an American on the moon. Created our first ballistic missiles carrying U.S. nuclear weapons, and we did this. You know, we even brought over the Nazi scientists who invented the Zyklon B that was used by IG Farben to produce the poison that. Killed the Jews in the concentration camp.
1: And was that not developed in conjunction with Standard Oil?
0: Well, Standard Oil was part of the deal. Part of the deal of of working with U.S. US corporations, Standard Oil, the oil industry, and specifically funding the um, the synthetic oil industry of Germany, which the United States Standard Oil did. Uh, Henry Ford, uh, IBM, there were any, you know, ITT. List goes on of the U.S. corporations in the 30s that knitted themselves together with Nazi counterparts, and after the war, these you know Borman putting the investments back into the U.S. companies continued the relationship between Nazi Germany and U.S. corporations in the post-war era. That's the you know basically Borman and Dulles, Alan Dulles and CIA, early CIA, I mean working for the OSS in a burned switzerland put together all the arrangements where there's nazi loot got surreptitiously taken out of europe through financial agents in switzerland and invested in the U.S. stock market to all these U.S. corporations.
1: This is a – I've got to ask you, Jerry. You know, as an American, and and uh, I, I, I'm not sure how old you are. I'm, I'm guessing that you had, you know, uh, relatives, probably people close to you that fought in the Second World War.
0: Of course, my father fought in the Second World War.
1: Same with my dad. And I'm thinking, Mike, as as this is as you're starting to connect the dots and you realize, you know, that this. This to call it shameful is an incredible understatement. Oh, this is treason. a horror. This is a
0: horror show. Right?
1: How does, that, how does it make you feel as this as you well, begin I mean, to realize this is
0: happening? It's disgusting because look, I mean, it's more than disgusting. It's 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 there's no terms to explain it because what the um, Dulles and Borman were doing, where they were taking um, Nazi stolen loot from some of the greatest crimes ever committed in human history. Uh, robbing jewish homes of art robbing jews of the gold in their teeth uh, plundering the treasuries of the countries that nazis invaded taking the gold bullion i mean the crimes are horrendous and yet um, wall street um, alan Dulles, wink wink puts the money into u.s. corporations it's all done surreptitiously with the aid of financial agents everybody makes money it starts in 1943 we haven't even invaded D-Day yet. Half a million Americans were lost their lives in World War II. Exactly.
1: And for Canadians. What?
0: How many Canadians lost their lives in World War II? You know, and all based on the premise that we were fighting the evil of Nazi Germany, the evil of you know, Imperial Japan, when in fact behind the scenes, Alan Dulles, the Dulles brothers, others including the Bush family, Wall Street were wink, wink in partnership with the Nazis, and preparing for the post World War, you know, for the Nazis to essentially escape and survive with their loot.
1: Now it starts to make sense why, you know, the the, the economic powerhouse of Germany at the time, IGB, I.G. Farben, was virtually left alone during the Allied bombing raids. You know, why was that left uh, to stand? Well, and uh,
0: you know, right? Then- exactly. I mean, it was clearly strategic and. John McCloy, who was key in doing a lot of the planning of the of the U.S. bombing raids, strategic bombing raids, not only refused to divert any bombing to you know, bomb Auschwitz and try to save some Jews by bombing the railroads going to Auschwitz or bombing the crematorium, uh, John McCloy also ends up in the Warren Commission. And by, by the way, when I wrote my book, Who Really Killed John Kennedy, I also put Alan Dulles at the center of the villains, because John Kennedy figured this out, and he would not fight the lying CIA wars in Cuba and in Laos and in Vietnam. John Kennedy fired Alan Dulles and was going to break up the CIA into a thousand pieces, as well as destroy the Federal Reserve, which John Kennedy said, we don't need to preserve, to print our money.
1: And, and he was going to but, scale you know, down Vietnam, and, and one of the great beneficiaries of Vietnam, of course, was Bell Helicopter. And who was running Bell Helicopter? Walter Dornberger, another German uh, that was exfiltrated out of Nazi Germany. Back with more of my conversation with Jerry Corsi, hunting Hitler. Stay with us.
0: Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. To speak with Richard, call
1: 416-360-0740. What was it, uh, Richard Condon said, the author of The Manchurian Candidate? Um, you know, when you, when you look at your sort of your worst fears and your worst suspicions, the truth is probably far worse, and it sounds like that's the case. We're discussing Jerome Corsi's new book, Hunting Hitler, new scientific evidence that Hitler escaped Nazi Germany, and the evidence seems to be in that the, the remains uh, that have uh, been in the uh, the hands of the, uh, the Russian Federation uh, for nearly 70 years are not those of Hitler. This has been established. DNA. Jury's in on this one, folks. So then the question is, what happened to the Fuhrer? So let's let's pick up the trail, uh, uh, Jerry, and, and April 30th, 1945, as as best as you can piece together, what happened to Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun.
0: Well, Richard, I mean, most of my research is based on documents. I mean, I went to the National Archives. To, to start, it took me two years to find the file of U.S. military records at, at the end of World War II, searching for Hitler. And it was shocking when I found them, finally. I mean, here's... I, I show you in the book, here's a letter from J. Edgar Hoover, director of the FBI, to the American Embassy in Buenos Aires. It's dated uh, November 13, 1945. The subject, Hitler hideout in Argentina. And J. Edgar Hoover knows exactly where Hitler is. He says, you know, he's telling the FBI agents in South America that this Mrs. Icorn and the Eichorns were... Two very uh, prominent industrialists. They had funded Hitler uh, during the 1920s. They emigrated to Argentina. They owned this grand hotel in you know, the German area of Argentina, La Falda, Argentina. And uh, Hitler says that, that the Eichhorns have made arrangements. They're starting to build a, a large estate for Hitler, and they had arranged for Hitler's escape to Argentina. And I found the documents that a, um, that Hitler came to Germany in this U-boat 530 that arrived in Mar de Plata in Argentina on July 10, 1945. Uh, the, uh, archives in Washington had even the newspaper from Argentina when the submarine arrived. And perhaps most startling, here was a, uh, naval intelligence attache, uh, uh, from Buenos Aires, writing back to naval intelligence in Washington, July 18, 1945, after the submarine surfaced, saying that, you know, reports say that the submarine was sighted uh, by the Argentinian Navy about the middle of June, a month before it showed up and surrendered in Mar del Plata. It refueled and had uh, offloaded VIPs along the shore in Buenos Aires, um, and the submarine then made its way. Another submarine, they reported, was going to be arriving in Buenos Aires, which it did. Uh, the, uh, was it was subsequent to this. Another submarine showed up in Buenos Aires. Uh, and the last sentence of the report says, Eva Braun and Adolf Hitler were landed in the south of Argentina by this submarine. And so, you know, the U.S. naval intelligence, in addition to um, Jager, Hoover, and Washington, knew that Hitler had arrived in the submarine to Argentina and was completely covered up and lied by the American government which chose to go with this cover story that had been fabricated for historian Trevor Roper who wrote a book in 1947 a British graduate student in history who wrote a book on Hitler's final days that told this soap opera story of Hitler and Eva Braun committing a dual suicide and the Führer bunker and it never happened. We had documented evidence now in the archives uh, from the FBI and naval intelligence that knew in 1945 exactly how Hitler escaped.
1: This is monumental. I mean, this is absolutely um, mind-blowing. Now, let me ask you, uh, because as you mentioned in the book, uh, the the U-boat, the U-530, after it drops Hitler and Eva Braun off in Argentina, it goes on to uh, uh, surrender at Mar del Plata.
0: Mar- at Mar del Plata, yes. Yeah. Now,
1: so whatever happened to the sub commander Otto Wermuth? I mean, w- did he ever uh, did he ever speak about the fact that Hitler was uh, was on well, board? Or
0: we took him into custody and the crew into custody, and they all lied. See, um, the commander of this U-530, Wermuth, was only 25 years old. And what naval intelligence told Washington from Buenos Aires was that they had reason to believe that the real commanders of the boat had been offloaded. This was just, you know, one of the younger guys who got left to bring the boat into port and surrender it.
1: The fall guy. Um, Listen, and, i got to take a timeout. The fall you. guy. We'll take a timeout. Yeah, we'll come back. Day. Hot on the Trail of Adolf Hitler with Jerry Corsi back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us.
0: Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is the Conspiracy
1: Show with Richard Serrett. Well, There's a program that I, I, I like to think that um, you know we, t- we try to aim for the aim for the head or the heart occasionally, but but once in a while we we, we hit you right in the gut, and I think that's what um, uh, we're doing tonight. Uh, almost get this sort of deep down sickening feeling. When you realize that what Jerry Corsi has pieced together in hunting Hitler, new scientific evidence that Hitler escaped Nazi Germany, sort of piecing together and and connecting the dots for something that we've sort of suspected but never have been able to articulate, something that's not right. We've known this deep down, I guess. And we think about, for example, the creation of someone like an Osama bin Laden, and whether or not he in fact, you know, died when we're told he died. All of these things now uh, are suspect. We have to question everything now. Jerry, uh, so Adolf Hitler lands in, uh, in in Argentina with Eva Braun aboard a, a, a U-boat, a German U-boat. Where does he go from there?
0: Well, first he goes to the uh, with the Eichmanns up into La Falda. Uh, north of Buenos Aires, to this German community, uh, the Eden Hotel, and has absconded away. I mean, his his appearance has been changed. They've done plastic surgery, and um, uh, they've built a resort. The Eichmanns have been, since 1943, building a resort for Hitler uh, down in Patagonia in in, uh, Bariloche, uh, the very south of Argentina, near Chile and the Andes. It's a remote area. And uh, this resort is a huge resort. It's um, 6,000 square feet, a rustic resort, uh, 1,000 acres of land. You can only reach it by seaplane, so it's protected by dense forests on all sides. Uh, the look and the feel of the resort is very Bavarian. It looks like the... Um, uh, over Altsberg retreat above the town of Berchtesgaden in the Bavarian Alps where Hitler had his, uh, great, you know, you know, picture glass lookout on the mountains retreat, uh, during World War II. Hitler moved into this resort in, uh, Bariloche in June 1947 and the reports in Argentina say he lived with Eva Braun until 1965.
1: 1965, which would have made him how old?
0: Uh, close to 80. 80 years old. And died uh, uh, of what? Do we know? Natural death, old age, uh, buried or uh, remains, you know, uh, probably cremated and the remains gone. I mean, no, no visible burial site. But, you know, in Argentina, this. I, you know, my wife is Argentinian. I speak Spanish. I've been working on this for years now. And um, the In Argentina, there's two recent books, a couple of great authors, um, one of them Italian, Italian, uh, who have written books on Hitler escaping to Argentina, uh, working in the Argentinian archives. <laughs> there's even been a DVD done showing Hitler's escape, a, <laughs> a video showing people who knew Hitler, worked with Hitler, Pictures of Hitler. I mean, it's very well known in Argentina that Hitler escaped Argentina after the war.
1: So this is like the worst kept secret that Hitler lived out his day. I mean, this is like the, the worst insult uh, of all. That you know, when you say things like Hitler died of natural causes, like that's right. the, that's that's like a, another an extra shiv, you know, in the back that this this well, monster got to live out his days uh, in this exactly. resort.
0: I mean, it's why the. Disinformation but the intelligence agencies, including uh, the Russians, who knew also. I mean, Stalin. Remember, Stalin knew that the <clears throat> the bodies that the uh, Russian army found in the end of World War II and claimed were Hitler's were fraudulent. That the autopsies were rigged. The dental evidence was uh, the Russians captured Hitler's dentists and technicians and Eva Braun's, and they falsify the dental evidence and shoved them in the mouths of these corpses I mean it was all fake um, Hitler escaped and Stalin knew it but you know Stalin's intelligence agencies and ours could not let this lie be known and so they both created disinformation and went along with this British graduate student you know, from Oxford Trevor Roper and I show in the book Hunting Hitler, within a few days after Trevor Roper arrived in Germany to do his great investigation and write his book, uh, U.S. intelligence, Major Sachs, S-A-X-E, handed Trevor Roper a memo, which was the conclusions to his book, before he even investigated anything. And it was this great story about, you know, how Hitler, Eva Braun got into the Fuhrer bunker and Hitler did a will. They said goodbye to everybody. It was very tearful, and, you know, they committed suicide in the private quarters uh, with pistols and cyanide. It's all a story written for a middle-class, you know, bourgeois audience by, you know, a a not-very-talented playwright who thought the story would sell. The truth is that, you know, when you deal with Hitler, who is a Homicidal maniac, a genocidal maniac, killed 60 million people, trying to eradicate the Jewish people from Europe. Um, this guy is not going to the last days say, "I better sign a will and marry my mistress." He, he blamed, Hitler blamed the, Ameri- the you know, the German people for not being up to him, not coming up to his standards.
1: I'm trying to understand he had what, all this. What what
0: he was? He was, was going to. He was going to live another day to see Germany rise again.
1: Well, to, to, to what extent do you think he was successful? I mean, what was he doing down there? Was he pulling the strings behind some sort of interna- uh, you know, Nazi international overseeing business operations and so forth?
0: Of course. The entire uh, you know, engineering of the European Union, the lie <laughs> that was told you know, Jean Monnet that this was just going to be a trade agreement. Nazis knew that, you know, okay, war did not work to put Germany at the head of a united Europe. So they'll go the stealth route by trade agreements and undermine the sovereignty of the countries to build together a European Union. And Germany today has emerged heading the EU, uh, leading the European Central Bank, running the Euro. Uh, Hitler would love this position. This was, you know, the, the, the plan number two. If the Nazis could not win World War Two and and by force rule Europe, uh, could be done by stealth and the um, convincing people that these trade agreements were in everybody's best interest. More lies, more intelligence agency concocted lies, where the Nazis, with all their plunder, invested around the world and let's say a thousand corporations that. Borman-owned interests with Nazi major holdings, they're still in existence today, uh, creating the World War II economic rise between the United States and Europe, and now knitting it together into a combined U.S. EU with massive intelligence agencies, NSA and CIA. I mean, you know, remember the Nazis were leftists. They this whole idea was a business, you know, corporate world, corporate governance across borders with uh, the governments willingly cooperating, but Hitler was the first to introduce universal health care, as long as you had a Gestapo and NSA listening to every conversation to put away anybody who disagreed with you Uh, fascism from the left has been predominant since the beginning of time, you know, the leftists don't want to tolerate dissent and um, the Nazi plan to dominate Europe could be achieved either through winning World War II, which the Nazis did not, or for winning the uh, post-war peace, which the uh, Nazis seemed to have done pretty well at.
1: Well, it's, it's true. I mean, a lot of people forget. I mean, they were the National Socialist Party, folks. Yeah, uh, they, they uh, were. And, and, and 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 where did they get their racial hygiene laws and their ideas about hygienics, or from eugenics, well, rather, much, in the United much States? Of
0: that came out of, the United States out of, you know, Henry Ford? Uh, planned parenthood margaret singer who was you know running planned parenthood uh, the whole idea was put the planned parenthood centers in the african-american communities in the united states i've written about it extensively because you know genetics we have to eliminate the black race we have to eliminate the jews Racial purity.
1: This was the defense of many of the people that uh, many of the the scientists uh, at Nuremberg were saying. Well, we were just doing what you were doing in the United States, you know, experimenting Science. on your own inmates and so forth. Unbelievable.
0: Exactly, and you know, and the the same eugenics ideas, the same, you know, again the intelligence agency lies that we defeated Hitler. So you know, the genetics ideas were killed. All this. All those ideas simply went underground and took an economic form and are still today evident in the EU and the United States. We still have Planned Parenthood. We still have um, the EU. We still have the European Central Bank. President Obama is pushing now the transatlantic partnership to even knit further together U.S. corporations and their counterparts in Germany. I mean, it, the plan has not ever stopped. You know, uh, and it was funded from the beginning, before World War II, by Alan Dulles and even the Bush family progenitors, uh, through Wall Street, the rise of Hitler. We funded Hitler. That's one of the deep, dirty secrets. And what I'm pointing out in Hunting Hitler, the second deep, dirty secret is Alan Dulles and the OSS uh, the precursors to the CIA, we helped Hitler and the Nazis escape. And not just a few Nazis, tens of thousands of Nazis. By the time you look at the rat lines, the involvement of the Catholic Church and the Red Cross, getting these Nazi major criminals, visas to go to Argentina where they had I, I, you know, false identities and the right to get citizenship and own land, are you hearing businesses.
1: Are you hearing from veterans and, and the families of, of veterans from World War II after this book?
0: I have yes, and I think you know it's beginning to wake people up. This in my book on who really killed Kennedy, in which I also made clear Alan Dulles's culpability and John Kennedy's resistance to this new world order. And I think we've got to go back and reevaluate. That's my whole book on who really killed Kennedy. You've got to go back and reevaluate Kennedy, because John Kennedy understood. He gave a speech about secret societies. John Kennedy knew what was going on. He was trying to resist it. John Kennedy had lived, he would have broken up the CIA into a thousand pieces, he would have broken up the Federal Reserve, which we don't need to print our money. John Kennedy understood that these forces were trying to push us in a, you know, a direction of where the Nazis originally wanted to go.
1: Yes, and here we are in 2014 doing this long, Inexorable march towards what I call soft totalitarianism, and it really—I mean, you know—minus the brown shirts, and now they're replacing the brown shirts with Armani suits on Wall Street, and no more goose stepping. It's a very sophisticated uh, a form, uh, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's really the same thing going on. We're just—we're—we're we're like, you know, frogs in the in the boiling water, it's it's slowly turning two. up the temperature.
0: Plan A: the war for the Nazis was just too crude. Plan B. Everybody lies, the intelligence agencies, CIA, KGB, everybody else covers it up. <clears throat> the presidents were put into power, are so owned by the New World Order that they create free trade agreements and lie about them. It's all, you know, hush hush, wink wink, sell that it's going to be good for the economy. And it's the, uh, it's the low road, you know, not war. But lying and the economic road to achieve the same purposes the Nazis wanted to achieve in World War II through war.
1: Well, Jerry, thank you so much for spending the last uh, hour with me. Congratulations on the book and um, some startling conclusions I'm sure were not pleasant for you to, uh, to have to confront.
0: No, I, it's a book I wish I did not have to write, but it's, it, you know, again, look at the book, look at the evidence in the book, because everything I write is based on documents, based on hard evidence found them in the archives. I found the DNA did not support the conclusion that there was any evidence Hitler had died at the end of World War II. Uh, before you dismiss these ideas, go look at the evidence. All right, Jerry. Thank you so much. Okay, Richard. Thank you.
1: Jerome Corsi. Hey, you can uh, follow the show, richardserrett.com. All the information is there. Say hello
0: on Twitter, at Richard And as always, follow the truth.